Hello and welcome to In Pursuit of Purpose, where we focus on passion, purpose, and power. I am your host, Ariston CM. Thank you so much for joining me at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday for my series, Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. Hello, 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 everybody. It is me. Thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful evening. I am Ariston CM, and I will be talking to you tonight about prayer and fasting. First, I would like to just kind of recap what we have been talking about. Uh, If you are joining me for the first time, we are um, going through my series, Transformation, I mean, sorry, Repurpose 21, um, ch- Lifestyle Changes That Leads to Transformation. I'm sorry, my own title was all screwed up in my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I want to thank you for just hanging out with me these past couple of weeks. We are talking about transformation We are talking about change. We are talking about the things that hinder us from really seeing transformation in our lives. Change is outward behavior. Transformation is inward behavior. So we can do things that will make physical changes, things that we can actually see. But we're talking about transformation. We're talking about the things that go on on the inside. And that is what we need because that is when we are truly different. That is when we truly can understand and see the things of God. Hi, Sharice. How are you? Nice to see you on here. Um, so that is when we can truly see the things of God. And so we want our lives to be transformed because when our lives are transformed, things are different. Nothing is the same. Our viewpoint, the way we handle people, the way we handle situations, all of those things are different when we actually transform. If we don't transform from the inside, what we're doing is merely behavior modification. That's just us saying, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. And you stop not having any real reason, just stopping and you're changing a little bit, but it's not, you're not really feeling it deep on the inside to say, you know what? I have to change this. No, you're changing it because somebody told you you have to change it. For example, if you are in a relationship and your spouse doesn't like the way you're talking to them and they say, well, you know, um, every time you talk to me, you're like, your tone is hot. You're, you know, kind of yelling and you say, okay, and you stop, but it's really not what you feel inside because inside you feel that rage inside. You want to talk like you've been talking, but because this person has said that they don't like your tone and it's your husband or it's your wife and you want to respect that, then you change that tone. But inside, you still have that anger. You still have that rage for that person, which is part of the reason why you speak to them in that tone. Okay, when we are having issues in life and when we are confronting things, uh, it flows out of the inside. So if we're talking and we're getting mad and we are just saying hurtful things, then that indicates that something a little bit deeper is going on inside. And so to merely change it on the outside is not taken care of on the inside. I'll tell, uh, give myself for an example. Um, one of the things that I do because I, I am wordy, I am wordy 
If you have an issue with me, we're going to talk until that issue is solved. Um, I do know how to speak. I'm a very, very good communicator, but I do get a little upset. You know, my tone can be hot, but I very, I carefully monitor it. Okay. So what I do is I'll say something to you, but I'm going to finish the rest of it on the inside. So say, for instance, if I have an issue with you and you don't like you thought it was over with and, you know, you half addressed it and you say, oh, hey, how you doing? In my mind, I'll say, why do you care how I'm doing? What are you asking me that for? But I, on the outside, I'll say, oh, I'm doing good. How are you? You know what I mean? And so whatever I have to say, I finish it on the inside. So I'll say the sentence that you expect me to say, but I'm going to finish what I really want to say on the inside. Okay, that's behavior modification. That's not transformation because if transformation was taking place, I wouldn't have to worry about finishing my sentence on the inside because I'd be able to talk to you about it. Okay, so that's just an example. I hope I was clear on a on an instance of transformation. So now tonight we are going to be talking about fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer is wonderful. It's a wonderful spiritual practice. Um, it was used all throughout the Bible. It's very necessary. I have been fasting for the last 10 years. It may have been more, but I fast every single solitary year. And every time I fast, I find that God moves in a tremendous way in my life. And there are so many reasons why we can fast, why we fast. And I'm going to give you uh, some of those reasons here. So, uh, again, today's focus is fasting. And my what I'm talking about specifically is to become spiritually centered. What do I mean by becoming spiritually centered? I mean that if we are trying to really position ourselves for the work that God is doing in our lives, then we have to become spiritually centered. We have to become grounded. We have to be at a place where, okay, I've taken care of all of these things that you said I need to take care of. I've given you everything that I have. I've repented and I've surrendered for the things that I can, and I'm depending on you to take the rest. So now, Lord, what's next? Well, to become spiritually centered is for you to directly align yourself with him so that he could directly work within the situations within your life. Guys, many of us, especially if you are, I'm not going to even say over 30, but if you're over 30, you have an issue that you have not dealt with on the inside. You have an issue that may be hindering your relationship with God. You have an issue that is really causing you to deteriorate. But when you become spiritually centered, then you begin to take on that more of that image of Christ. You begin to transform. You begin to understand and everything changes. Okay. So the first reason um, that we want to fast is to strengthen our prayers. Okay. To give that giving force, that urgency. When we are fasting, we are focusing on, okay, say we're fasting because we want a new career and we know that there's more. Everybody in your life right now, you can just stop and you can say, you know what? I know there's more. What I'm living right now, what I'm receiving right now, it has to be more to it. Well, the answer is it is more. But how do we find that more? Oftentimes, we need to fast and we need to pray because that fasting is going to strengthen our prayer because we are focusing on fasting. We are focusing on reading some scriptures. We are focusing on just staying in prayer, literally just even thank you, Lord, throughout the day and just submitting those things to him. All right. 
And the reason why we're doing this is because we we need that we need that power behind our prayers that urgency like lord i'm coming to you i'm fasting i've put my plate down i've made that sacrifice i need to hear from you i need i need you to move in a mighty way i need you to help me understand how it is that i am to pray so that you can move in my life and so it's an urgency like i need you show me how to pray show me what to say to you for you to move all right second to seek God's guidance. It's going to make us more receptive to him. So when we're fasting, when we're praying, we're seeking God's guidance. Again, with that job, Lord, help me understand my role. Do I have a place in this job? Reveal something else to me, oh God. If, if this is not the job that I'm supposed to be at, Lord, and you want something more, then Lord, I need you to move. I need something to happen that I know that it's you, Lord. And so that is another reason why we would fast. Okay, now let me pause for just a second. Now, when I fast, uh, every year I fast, and I fast for maybe a minimum of three months. I never, um, sometimes I have a focus. Sometimes it's just, I need to be closer to God. I just need to hear from him, and I'm just going to fast. That's my sacrifice. Lord, do something tremendous. Do something in my life significant, okay? And that's what it is for me. And God always moves for the last 10 years without fail. He has always moved in my fast. Now, sometimes I've had targeted fast where I've had some problems. And we'll talk about that next. Going down to seeking deliverance or protection. Maybe you have some kind of um, addiction. Maybe some demonic forces are taking over your life. And there are there are spirits, guys. There are spirits. I haven't really talked about spirits and things like that. But there there are spirits around. And sometimes those spirits, they get in you and it's a trip. It's very, very hard to shake that kind of stuff. And it's just almost like a, a force, something that just comes over you, almost like a darkness. And you're just not yourself. And I think about the spirit, the people who are suicidal and how that, that demonic spirit just like attacks them. And it just makes them think that they shouldn't be here anymore. And that they're, everybody is, uh, is better without them. And because I've dealt with suicidal ideations, I can speak from that. And it's just like a darkness that overshadows you and like all reasoning go out the out the window and you just don't think straight and you just want to be out of here and you don't want to be in any more pain you don't want to suffer and at that moment you don't care there is no significance no nothing nobody can do to say that's going to change your mind and it's a darkness that literally like inhabits on the inside okay it's a, it's a real scary feeling it's not a very good feeling at all you know, people always say, oh, why would they commit suicide? It is a better way. They could have talked to somebody. No, you don't really want to talk to nobody. It's something that you can't shake. It's something that in a human sense, just to talk to somebody, you know, it, it's very hard to shake. Okay. And so sometimes if you have to seek um, fasting and prayer because you want deliverance or you want some kind of protection, maybe somebody is threatening your life or something is going on that is just out of control and you really need God and you really need to seek him. Maybe you are attached to a person and you know that it's an unnatural attachment and you need God to deliver you from that. And you have to fast because the Bible speaks to that. And I don't have that particular scripture um, listed, but it talks about um, these things can only come out by prayer and fasting. So they were um, specifically talking about a demonic spirit and they were trying to cast it out of a person. And it's in the uh, in the Gospels. I don't have that scripture, so I'm sorry to speak on it and not have the scripture to reference it. But so that's another reason. Um, fourth, 
repentance that shows our seriousness to return to God. So some people, after they've had a bout with something, maybe they were in leadership and they messed up. You know, most leaders, you know, some of them have you know, uh, had children out of wedlock and things like that. So some of the leaders, if they've had that problem, they'll um, go through a period of fasting and prayer, consecration. They're just rededicating themselves to God and just really repentant. Lord, I'm a leader and I've, I've sat here and I've done this sin and I've affected your people and I really am sorry and I really want you to forgive me. So you're fasting and you're praying so that the Lord can really cleanse you so that you can really get back in um, his favor, which, you know, God is a gracious guy. He's not going to just kick us out, but you know, just so that you can get back in that favor. Okay. And then lastly, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just some highlights, uh, to get in a closer, more intimate walk with God. You know, we all want to understand who this God is, what this God can do. You hear people. Hi, Welby. Yes, I am staying with it. <laughs> so, you know, you have people, who say, who is this God? You know, what is he about? And, you know, I hear this lady talk about him. I hear my pastor, my grandma, I want to know. And so through that prayer, through that fasting, you're gaining that intimate walk because you're not focusing on food. And we'll talk about the food portion in a second. You're not focusing on food. You're focusing on, Lord, I need you. I want to feel you. I want to be close to you. And guys, I'm up here. I'm telling you all these things. And I'm telling you these things because I've tried them myself for years and years and years. And they've worked and they have worked tremendously in my life. Some of the situations that I have been in and some of the things that I've encountered and some of the stuff was my fault. But through prayer, through fasting, God was able to move in a mighty way and draw me closer to him, which is the reason why I'm able to be up here and I'm able to talk to you and I'm able to attest to God's goodness and everything because I've practiced these things and I did not start off here. Okay. But because of these different practices, because of my prayer life, it has drawn me closer to him, closer to my purpose and God is working and moving in my life. And so, but there's a price to pay to get here. There's a sacrifice. There is some discipline. There is a lot that takes place to get here. And so you have to start with what you have. If you look at the top of my sheet, it says all things start with God. And you have to start with what you have. And what you have will be good enough. I promise you that. We all have to start somewhere. So now there are different types of fasts. Now I have a couple of different fasts that I go on. I know most of the local churches, they have different fasts that they do. They usually do like corporate fasts where the whole church will fast like right before Easter. And a lot of them do the Daniel fast where I think it's no sugar, no flour, um, no pop, sweets, things like that. Um, they also have uh, some people can't do those types of fasts because it's too much with their diet. And so maybe they'll fast from like social media or things like that. So there's all kind of different fasts. Typically, I have a couple of different fasts that I do. One of my favorite fasts, because I fast three to four months out of every year, is one meal a day for how many every days? And that's just one meal. And that's it. And that's my fast. And you might think that it's, it's, that's easy to do, but... Is, is easy to do when you're not trying to do it. But when you're trying to do it, that's when it's difficult. Um, I have one fast where I just do water with every meal. And guys, I'm not a water drinker. So that is the most challenging thing for me to do if I have to drink nothing but water for all of those months with all of my meals. It drives me clean out of my mind. 
Um, and then uh, my newest one, I'm just doing uh, fruits and vegetables and um, occasionally salmon. And so I have different types of fasts. Um, another one of my fasts is uh, I don't eat all day, but I'll eat after six o'clock. Um, or one of my other ones is I'll just fast one day a week, no food. And so all of those things, you have to really talk to God and you have to, you know, if he leads you, he leads me on these fasts. Because that's another thing. If you just try to do it, just say, oh, I'm just going to fast and wake up. It's not going to work. It's going to be a little difficult. But I know that the Lord calls me to fasting and he prepares me. And so therefore I'm able to endure. I'm able to go through. I have a friend here on Facebook. She um, not too long ago completed a 50 day liquid only fast. You know, I've not been there yet, but I could just um, imagine her results and the amazing things that she saw and how her spiritual senses were opened and how she was just so in tuned because of that sacrifice. And so that is what I am working up to. I have not done it yet, but I know that I can do it, but it's something that God has to say, okay, it's time. And then I'll know because he'll be with me and everything about me will be centered on him. And so when everything about you is centered on him and you know that it's your time to fast and you're saying, okay, Lord, take me through this. He's going to give you what you need to make it through. And in that time of fasting, he's going to just prepare you. He's going to take some things away. He's going to talk to you. He's going to, again, open up your spiritual senses. He's going to do some wonderful things in your life. And then after the fast, every time I get out the fast, I always have big, nice surprises waiting for me. Um, and so I just, I love it. So I never know what I'm going to get with uh, each of my fasts. But um, usually he always blessed me. It seemed like he always blessed me with a little bit of money after my fast. Um, of course, to do his work. But um, the Lord blesses me in a major way, a major, major way every single time I fast. So I just want to encourage you all that if you are truly serious about transforming your life and that you really want this life that I am telling you that is, is wonderful and that is necessary. And this is the key to everything. Guys, a life with the Lord is the keys to everything. It's the key to your career, your relationship, your finances, your mental, your physical, your spiritual. All of that stuff is a result of you being in the right relationship with God. You experiencing his transforming power, which is going to lead to true change in your life. And that is what we want. We want true transformation and change in your life because when God is in your life you will never be the same but you have to take that step and you have to allow him in there you have to do the work and sometimes you don't feel like it you know you guys I've been not feeling well all week long but again I showed up tonight I showed up for God you know and last night I didn't feel good and I showed up and someone left a comment and they said that they were so blessed and they cried while they were listening and I don't even know what I said last night but they cried while they were listening so I because I showed up, someone was blessed. And so I have to do my part. And just like I have to do my part, you have to do your part as well. Because we are all connected. We are all a part of the body of Christ. Maybe you aren't a motivational speaker. Maybe you aren't a preacher. Maybe you are somebody who encourages others to reach their full potential. Maybe you are a, a person who is very organized and you can help somebody get their life organized, their home organized, their business 
business organized. Maybe you're somebody who helps people start their businesses. There are all kinds of purposes and you can't minimize your purpose because we all have a place and it's not, you know, everybody's is going to look different, but whatever role that God has called you to, you have a responsibility to work in that role because maybe you just for right now, maybe you just uh, are one of those people who volunteer. So every funeral, you're cooking the food and you're going to the house and you know, the whole hospitality thing, you're making everybody feel comfortable. And maybe people don't look at that as a calling, but I'm telling you guys, it is a calling because I can't do it. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I do not do well with death at all. I will send you a message if I see it somewhere. But if you think that I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to be praying with you guys and I'm going to give you that comfort, I am not. I'm not equipped. I cannot. My mind, I just, I can't handle death well. And so I, I, I freeze up. I seize all the way up. Okay. That's not my calling. I can't do it. I can't come around the family, everybody crying because then I'm going to be crying, acting a fool. Like it was somebody that I knew and I don't even have know these people and I'd be, I'd be tripping. And so I can't do it. That's not part of my calling, but it is part of somebody's calling. And you don't minimize that because you don't know where God may take that. Yeah. It may start there and it may end there. People need those kind of people. Or maybe the Lord say, you know what? This lady was faithful where I've called her. Now I'm going to elevate her. So you never know what God will do in your life. So whatever you are called to just go. And it doesn't matter how small appreciate the small things. Because those small things can turn into big things when we're faithful over them. Again, I talked about the other day how everybody wants all these big things. They want the big stadiums and arenas so they can be seen. Well, guess what? If you can do it then and with the big stuff, then you need to start and do it with the small stuff. Some people don't think that they can do anything unless they just write in the limelight, write in the, write in the thing. Well, some of you guys aren't equipped to do that. You know, you just aren't prepared. Your foundation isn't right. Your attitude isn't right. You don't have the right experience, but yet instead you're trying to propel yourself into a place where you're about to get embarrassed. No, don't do that. Allow God to take you to that place, but it starts here. I don't know anything that starts here. Now, there are people who, you know, have inheritance from their families and they're kind of like born into money, but there's still a process to get there. They don't just give them the money when they're six years old and say, here, you're a multimillionaire, have at it. No, it's still a level of discipline and, and things that there's a process to go through before they can get that. All right. And so it's the same with us. So I just wanted to encourage you all to just really begin to think about becoming spiritually centered. Guys, this is not something that's advanced and it's not something that's for advanced uh, believers or anything like that. You start with what you have. And then you grow. I've been fasting for years. I'm definitely not the same person I am now that I was 10, 15 years ago, but I was fasting back then. So you start where you're at and you allow the Lord to add gradually those steps and to lift you and call you to those new levels because they're coming, but you have to start small and then pretty soon you keep on going up. Okay. So that is all I have for today. I am going to close us out with prayer. Again, I try to be not too... Um, long because I do believe that less is more. 
So let us pray. Father God, I thank you for my listeners. I thank you for my viewers, Lord. I'm asking, Lord, that you will just touch each and every last one of them, oh God. I'm asking, Lord, that you will just penetrate their hearts and minds, oh God. Help them, Lord, to know, Lord, that you want to know them, that you want to draw them closer to you so that you can show them what an awesome God you are, Lord. Somebody needs healing in their life, oh God. Somebody is wounded, oh God, whether it's from church, whether it's from another person, oh God, but they need to experience that love that you have, oh God. And so, Father, I'm asking Lord that you would just draw them near to you, oh God, and just love them, oh God, and just meet them in as those areas, Lord, of need. Lord, I thank you, Lord, and we just praise you, Lord, because we know, Lord, that you want nothing but the best for our lives. And as long as we stay in alignment with you, Lord, we will have everything that we need and more. And we ask all these things in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So thank you so much for joining me. If you have not visited my website, please do so. www.loveariston.com it is under construction. But if you go there to my website, you can um, sign up for my emails and get a free, beautiful, downloadable, fillable prayer journal that I know will bless your life. So thank you so much for your support. As always, if you need me, I am here and I will see you soon. Thank you. If you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston CM, or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.